make my life so beautiful and as you are you have made me here on us there's nothing greater than this that's why i love you forevermore I want more of you I want more of you Jesus the more I know you the more I want to know you Jesus, more of you. I want more of you. I want more of you. Jesus, the more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, so that was um, More of You by Sinach. Um, wonderful minister of the gospel, um, phenomenal singer, woman of God, Nigerian by birth, and gifts to the nations. And um, one of her classic songs, in fact, almost everything she's she's singing is the classic songs, classic worship songs. And um, you can always tell when someone, you know, when songs are birthed by a life of worship. You can always tell. I don't know about you, but. I can always tell, you know, I think we can always tell, particularly if you're a worshipper yourself, because it comes through, you can see the heart of worship, you can see the life of worship, you can sense the soul of worship, the relationship behind the song, and you know, the the, the power, the presence of God just comes through, and the reason why I opened with that song is because it, it reflects the way I feel right now, I just feel... You know, I've always liked that song. It's always had a... The first time I heard it, I was like, you know, how is it that someone is able to sing a song that just, like, speaks to the spirit of my heart? But it says, you make my life so beautiful that as you are, you have made us in this earth and that there is nothing greater than that. You know, I said, it says, I want more, more of you. And the more I know you, the more I want to know you. Jesus, more of you. And that last line is, is the hook, you know, because it's just the truth. I mean, it says, and, you know, I think that's the heart of every true worshiper. The more we know of him, the more we want to know about him. And, you know, so the prayer is that Jesus just, you know, show me more of yourself. And and even though it's a cry to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's really about a cry to the Lord. And I, you know, I... The funny thing is, God is one of those things. And I think that's the way the world is somehow. The more you know him, the more you the more you discover that there's so much more to find out about him you know and the desire to just continue to know him even more is is so overwhelming and where i am i have gotten to or where i am in terms of my walk with the lord is that 
unlike before when I was so focused on him doing certain things for me one of my big learnings from 2020 which I talked about a lot towards the end of last year was about you know realizing that I needed to separate my natural experiences my personal disappointments my personal trials and tribulations separate them from my relationship with God as much as possible and focus on those things that were hindering my relationship with him and when I did that honestly that was when my breakthrough came because before then all I was doing all of my prayers everything was about you know that one thing that I wanted God to take care of and it had become an idol in my life you know it had become the most important thing it had become more important than knowing God than loving God than serving God than worshiping God it was like God if you don't do this then you know this is like the only basis for our relationship and that was you know how I even got there is just amazing to me and I think sometimes life gets at you in such a way that you you mess up your you mess up your priorities I mean you just you know they, they get so mixed up and you things just get twisted and I think sometimes looking back now I think I I I appreciate or I can now appreciate the experience that I went through very turbulent and personally turbulent and challenging experience last year because it forced me to focus on to reprioritize my life and focus on what was most important and that is really good you know I I had lost track of the fact that my work with God started when I was 17 years old when I had nothing I had no idea how my life was going to turn out but I was just tired of struggling on my own and I wanted God to come in and take control I had heard this gospel of a loving God of a God that would you know that that loved us enough to send his own son to come and die for us and who was you know willing to deliver us from sin from shame from guilt you know from feeling less than you know not good enough inadequate helpless you know and that was the gospel that brought me to, to the feet of Christ and at that time I wasn't worried about whether I was going to make it in life I wasn't worried about whether I would get married or I would have a house or children or cars or I just wanted him I just wanted him I just wanted him I just wanted him and how over the years I lost track of that you know is I think the tragedy of how we get derailed in our Christian work to the point where we and I think this happens with relationships precious relationships we take them for granted other things begin to take our attention and we forget you know the people that mean the most or the person that means the most in your life and for me that was God it has always been him because every other thing I can I, I can I can swing through life without but honestly not having God there with me I am I, I won't last two seconds half a second one tenth one hundredth of a second I won't last I just do not have the capability to go through life without him you know I'm, I'm not one of those people who does well without God I'm, I'm not I am utterly dependent on him even when I try you know what I'm saying even when I try I, I, I try I try to go without him I'm, I'm unable to 
I can't function the way that I would want to function. I find the world too cruel, too wicked, too too harsh, too hateful. I just find it, you know, it's 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 a little bit too much. And I've always felt this way. Even as a child, you know, I've I've always I've always felt I think losing my dad very early in made me realize that I just saw a part of I just saw the world in a way that I think perhaps most people you know get to find out maybe much later in life but for me the harsh reality of life struck for me at five years old you know the fairy tale was gone and um, from that moment on I guess I was on a quest for the meaning of life because I felt if this is all what it's all about you get born you you know you fall in love with people around you you have loving parents and one day they are gone as it gone just gone <laughs> god as it god you know that i was like no there has to be a backstory this is not normal so i i have been on a quest for finding out what that backstory is and um, you know people can give all the explanations that they want for why things happen in certain ways but i think the bible gives the best explanation starting off by the creation the fact that the earth was without form and void apparently there was a reason why that was the case and how god then created you know shined light into darkness and how you know he created man put them in the garden and from nowhere there was this serpent that came and then deceived you know the woman and the man and eventually their fairy tale existence was disrupted until jesus christ came and you know brought salvation and yeah and that disruption still continues but at least we have the power and the blood of jesus to help us stand again so that was the backstory i was looking for how did we get here to be human beings who have a feeling a sense of immortality and invincibility yet we're so frail how were we created with a sense and a feeling of being immortal yet by one you know cessation of breath in the split second everything is lost and never to be regained i i i my spirit my heart my soul longed to find out why is the world this way and the best explanation i have found has been in the bible not just because i read it in the bible but because of the relationship that the bible has brought into my life through the presence of the Lord Jesus and this is a very personal thing I always advocate a personal relationship with Jesus I mean it's good to be part of a you know a faith family it's good to be part of you know a body of believers who are you know prayerful and all of that but nothing substitutes for the closet experience with the father nothing even Jesus advocated for that he always told people when you want to pray go into your closets you know do not pray in public where people will see you i mean he was talking about people you know being hypocritical in their prayers jesus was the epitome of the personal relationship with with the lord because even though he had a body of disciples with him every time he wanted to pray he would seclude himself he would go and look for a quiet place and commune with the father he only prayed publicly when he was ministering to people you know 
the time of prayer, the time of fellowship, the time of communion was a personal one with the Father. He would look for the most secluded place to talk to the Lord, to be with the Lord, to fellowship with the Lord. Because prayer, faith, the walk with God is a personal one. Yes, we are many. We are one body. We are uncountable people that serve the Lord. But the relationship is first and foremost personal. We do not have a collective relationship with the Father in that sense. We are part of a body. Yes, we are grafted together by that which every joint supplies for the purpose of the min- of ministry, for the purpose of worship and service, for the purpose of edica- edification of the body. We are a collective, but for the purposes of relationship, we are one. Since he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. That joining is a personal joining. It's a personal joining. It has to be personal first before we can be grafted into the communal one. And that is what the spirit of Sinatra's song is saying. It's a, it's a very it's talking about I. It's not one of those songs that is saying, you know, we worship you, we bless you, or you know, this is it says, I want more of you. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. And um that is exactly how I feel, you know. I, I, I have never gotten to the place where I felt that I, I know him enough. But I am, I am content to continue to know more of him. And um, I think even the last this the experience I just went through, I thought 2020 was like the height of it, and 2020 was quite intense. But this last month, I also experienced some things that I hadn't experienced before ever in my life. So, and the Lord delivered me with a great and a mighty hand. And he did it without batting an eyelid. You know, it wasn't no skin off his nose. All I had to do was to obey his word. There was, he didn't create any drama. There was no whirlwind. There was no fire. There was no angelic visitation. All that came was the still, soft voice of the Lord, of the Holy Spirit. All I had to do was obey. That was all I had to do. And my miracle came. Nobody prayed for me. Nobody knew that I, what I was going through. I mean, no one no one laid hands on me or anything like that. I wasn't anointed with oil. I didn't, you know, I didn't do any of those things. I, I, I didn't give a seed, you know, all those, I, none, all that I did. The word of the God of the Lord came through to my heart, to my spirit unmistakable small still and all I had to do was obey it obey him and God brought me through I am eternally grateful so no one can mess with my experience you know whenever I, I come across people saying things like oh the judo Christian God is not the God for everybody I'm like well that's your story because you see him as a judo Christian God I see him as a God the most high God, the creator God, the only true and wise God, who happened to choose for himself a people that he will walk with. But throughout the Bible, we see that he continued to move even in the lives of other people, even outside the children of of Israel. And even till today, the people who he used to even... um, uh, um, to propagate the gospel after I mean after Christ are not even from that same stock. 
till today the gospel is not recognized even in the home birth where the forerunners of the uh, of christianity came from and the reason for that was given in romans and i know that it's because of this kind of sayings that people say so that people know that god did not at the end of the day god was all he needed all he was looking for were, were people a vessel of, of of people that will serve him so christianity has never ever been a national religion and anyone that says so does not understand scripture because the nation from which the christ was born rejected christianity and god allowed that so that it will be clear that at the end of the day christ was the savior of the world and not the savior of the jews but even beyond that my personal experience of him supersedes anything that anyone will say so i am also a living testimony just like paul just like peter in their own time were because i have seen him that is why sinach can say the more i know you the more i want to know you jesus more of you if i don't know him if i haven't had an experience with him then i can i will fall for anything anyone tells me but this i know there is evil in the world this i know because i have seen it i have tasted it i have experienced it this i also know there is good in the world i have seen it i have tasted it and i have experienced it this i know good is greater than evil i have seen i have tasted i have experienced it the goodness that i have seen tasted and experienced is of the most high god the god and father of our lord jesus christ i have seen it i have tasted it i have experienced it the account of the good god as written in the bible i have seen it i have tasted it i have experienced it it is my personal testimony it is no longer just about what is written by others it is my lived experience and that's what sinach or the spirit of that song is trying to show the more i know you it's only a personal knowledge of christ that can make the difference it's not following the bandwagon traveling because everyone else is traveling it's not religious rituals it's not hero worshiping people who seem to have the power of god in their lives it's about knowing him personally you know when people talk about people and they say do you know him and he says i know him personally he cannot do this this is who he is you've misunderstood this person i know him that's exactly how it is the bible says that the lord knows them who are his and i think also the people of god also know um they that know their god they shall be strong and they shall do exploits So God the Lord knows them that are his. The people that are of God also know that they are of God. Because they have a personal relationship that is real, that is true. 
So even Jesus, when people were telling him that God was not his father, because the Pharisees told him to his face that yeah, your father, you know that who who are you that you are? You know they called him. They say he he cast out devils um, with the spirit and um, with the power of the devil. They challenged even his relationship with God. They told him to his face. So it's not today that people question the veracity of your you know experience. They said it to Christ, that who are you? Call yourself the son of God. How dare you make yourself equal with God? They questioned his relationship. But Jesus said, you can say whatever you want. It doesn't change who I am. You can believe whatever you want. It does not change who I believe. You can say whatever you want. It does not change what I will say. And my witness of the Lord that I know, the Lord that I serve. So... I think this is just appreciating God for counting me worthy to be one of those that he will walk with upon this earth in the little way in which I have experienced him. But like the spirit of this song, I want to know more. I know that there is so much that I don't know. I know that because I continue to fail and falter every day, even in my faith, in terms of what I believe that the Lord can do for me and what, you know, the worries and the concerns that I continue to have about the future, about things, you know, my not just knowing enough. And, you know, you can only know more about someone when you spend time with that person to know and to understand and to learn and to listen and to just, you know, invest yourself and your time, your soul in that in that relationship. And that's the journey that I am on. So, I, I will just pray that for as many of us as have this hunger and thirst in our hearts and in our lives, that may we be filled and that may the Lord himself show himself strong in our hearts and help us to experience him anew. And that hunger may it never die, may it just continue to yield with the passion and the zeal and the strength and may the Lord himself fill us up with that which we need of him. The psalmist says in Psalm 119 verse 20, My soul is crushed with longing after your ordinance at all times. Isaiah 26 9 says, At night my soul longs for you. Indeed, my spirit within me seeks you diligently. For when the earth experiences your judgments and the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. Revelation 21 6 says um, then he said to me it is done i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end i will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost revelation 22 17 at the end of day says and the spirit and the bride say come and let the one who hears say come and let the one who is thirsty come let the one who wishes take the water of life without cost john 7 37 now on the last day the great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Yeah. And this was me at the age of 17. I was thirsty. And it's so funny, when someone is thirsty, and you find someone with a cup of water, will you not go and take that cup from that person? And then someone will now be asking me, Why did I go and take the cup from that person? Don't you know that we have no... Um, relationship with those people. Those people are from a different part of the world than you. Meanwhile, when I was thirsty, you did not bring me anything that was able to quench my thirst. Please do not blame me for going to he that was able 
to quench my thirst. Because the truth of the fact is that when I came to Jesus, the hunger in me was filled. I knew that I had come home. It's not something I can explain to anyone, but that is how it is for me. So have your own experience by all means. Have faith in what you want to have faith in, but please, let me reserve the right to take the cup of water from him that has quenched my thirst. Him for whom I continue to long for. Him for whom every day has no meaning except he he gives me the interpretation of it. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And and I, I, I repeat that to anyone listening now. This was Jesus, John 7, 37. He stood and he cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. To the woman at the well in John 4 13 to 14, Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. And that is the thing. Because it's a water that continues to rise up, even though things come against us to try to, you know, quench that. to to make us thirsty again let me put it that way because the well of water is inside us it has the ability to continue to spring up to bring forth that eternal life I honestly think that one of the great tragedies of modern day Christianity is that it has reduced the Christian experience to a lust for material things because honestly I believe that that challenges of the soul are much deeper and even in many cases where people are struggling you know with material things most of the time when you get involved you find out that there are mental blocks there are things of the soul and of the mind that need to be addressed on the path to you know to, 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 to success for lack of a better word I honestly believe that to change the life of a man you have to start from within but somehow you know the devil has gotten us to buy that lie of working on changing our lives from outside from outside it's, it's, it's the biggest lie of all and that's why when Jesus preaches and he says come on to me he never talks about material things he never says come on to me and I will make you rich he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He says, come unto me, all you that, are, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, learn of me. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. So that's, yeah, learn of me. Take up, he says, learn of me. So he, he starts off by saying, allow my word, my spirit to impact upon your soul. He says, and you will then find rest for your soul. And here he's saying, the water I will give you will become in you a well of water springing up to eternal life. He's talking completely to the soul and the spirit state of man. Because what does it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? I know these are things that are so difficult for us to understand now because honestly, 
materialism has just taken us all over you know it's it's it's, it's just amazing but Jesus, even in those days, and in those days, they weren't exactly, I mean, he wasn't preaching to rich communities. These were people who were, were, were Roman captives, you know. These, these were not rich people. These were people who were, you know, under the rule of Caesar. They didn't even have their own nation as of the time when Jesus came. he didn't talk to them about being free he didn't preach to them about delivering them from Rome which is what people thought the Messiah came to rather he was talking to them about the condition of their soul that means Jesus knew that regardless of whatever it is we're going through physically what is more more important in the scheme of things from a from an eternal and from a time perspective is the condition of our soul so to anyone listening at this point if you would like to drink from the well water that Jesus provides I just say pray a short prayer and ask Jesus to come into your life ask him to be your Lord and Savior ask him to heal you, ask him to strengthen you ask him to give you this water that he says that he will give and that whoever drinks of it will never thirst again and ask him to reveal himself to you and I pray that as you pray this prayer the Lord himself will do that which only him can and cause you to experience him and that from this day onward your life will never be the same and that as it is, as it is written in John 4 13 to 14 you will no longer thirst and that the water that the Lord Jesus Christ will give you will become in you a well of water springing up to eternal life all to his glory and that in this life you will not hunger in Jesus name Amen thank you for listening stay blessed and have a wonderful day in Jesus name